If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. So with Vodafone Cash, there is no problem. Now on Vodafone Cash, you can pay all merchants on all networks. Easy peasy. And you're straight. And you're direct. And you're sharp. From your Vodafone Cash wallet to any merchant's number on other networks. So whether you are buying provisions or fuel, medication or food, whatever the service or need, just pay conveniently from Vodafone Cash to any merchant's number. Simply dial star 110 hash to make payment to merchants on other networks today. Vodafone. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two and three bedrooms both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. Our Sky Swimming Pool Gourmet Outdoor Restaurant and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiaoshi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best and when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Packaging Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Say pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055 11 Another quality product from Bell Aqua. Everything feels so good. 
Good evening and welcome to News Night. In the next 60 minutes, after nearly seven days, aggrieved Judicial Service Staff Association of Ghana, JUSAC, momentarily suspends an indefinite strike that brought justice delivery to its knees across the country. The strike is only suspended, but not called off. If government does not show the, need commit, the needed commitment, we shall advise ourselves. We'll get to hear from the NLC and the Labour Ministry as a striking group gives them two weeks to conclude negotiations. Also tonight, minority in Parliament demands a new budget from the government, insisting content of the 2023 budget cannot be relied upon following agreements with the IMF. Because you have no budget for 2023 is gone, you must ask the simple basic economic question. How is Nana Gudanka going to finance the 2023 budget? Not through revenue, because there will be no new revenue measures. Plus, how long will we continue to pay COVID-19 levy even though it is no longer a national health crisis? The COVID health recovery library that was introduced to help fill some of the expenditure holes might not be the most popular tax, but I entreat all of you to bear with us. Be a president of your word. Let the Ghanaian people trust you. You cannot continue to just insult the Ghanaian people and take them for granted. It's totally unacceptable. We have details as President Okofado's last update, which centered on COVID-19 and the part economic recovery, has been described as uninspiring. Also tonight, the NDC is fighting the Attorney General over his letter to the Speaker of Parliament, asking him to declare the Sinnoh seat vacant to allow a by-election to take place. The party describes the action as strange. We find it very strange. On one end, the Attorney General is running with such the same judgment. The party as MPP is in Assem Central when Parliament have not declared a seat vacant. We'll hear from the leadership of the minority in Parliament. Well, in business, IMF clarifies proposed tax review captured in Ghana's economic program. And in sports, Black Stars defender Tariq Lamte says he's optimistic in the potential of the current crop of Black Stars players to end Ghana's long wait for a title. Also tonight, killed in the line of duty or a carefully planned and executed murder. Family of slain immigration officer Philip Morty skeptical about the outcome of the service's investigations into his death. Now, what happened that Easter Monday was not an accident. It was a carefully designed properly planned and duly executed barbaric, cruel and gruesome act of murder. Also this evening, Nigeria's former president, Mohamed Buhari, says cattle and sheep are more difficult to control than Nigerians as the country inaugurates a new president, Bola Tinubu. I'm looking forward to tomorrow to fly to my base and go back to my cows and sheep, which are much easier to control than fellow Nigerians. That's and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. Please do all to join us with your thoughts and comment. Is via WhatsApp 055 I am MFA Apollo. And my name is Evans Mensah. We start tonight uh, from the courts. And MFA, you know, in the last uh, few days, justice delivery had ground to a halt because the Judicial Service staff of Ghana, uh, JUSAG, had declared an indefinite strike tonight. In the last uh, hour or so, uh, JUSAG has decided to uh, suspend. Uh, its indefinite strike, which had severely disrupted the dispensation of justice nationwide for almost a week. The decision to embark on the strike was prompted by the government's failure to address critical matters, including salary review and other pressing work-related concerns affecting the members. Now, following several meetings with the government, uh, officials also of the, uh, the Labour Commission, the association has agreed to suspend the strike during which negotiations with government will continue. And they are warning that, listen, we are not calling off the strike just yet. Here is the president of the group, Samuel Afototu. That the ongoing strike be suspended for two weeks to pave way for engagement among parties in order to fast track the consideration, approval and payment of the new salaries in the month of June 2023. Jusak and the government representatives therefore signed a memorandum of understanding, commit the parties to sincere and amicable resolution of the issue within timelines given. In the later part of today, Jusak also had a meeting with management of the judicial service. Under the chairmanship of the acting chief justice, his lordship justice George Roche, also present were the, the deputy minister for Employment and Labor Relations, representing the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations, the incoming Chief Justice, Her Ladyship Justice, Araba Getru Tokonu, and others. 
Well, already the group is warning they will resume the strike if government does not keep its end of the bargain. The strike is only suspended, but not called off. If government does not show the need commit the needed commitment, we shall advise ourselves. We wish to express our appreciation to the acting chief justice, the incoming chief justice, the Ministry of Employment and Labour Relations, and all stakeholders for their intervention. Well, let's uh, bring in the National Labour Commission. Uh, let's speak to uh, Ms. Ofusuasoma, who heads uh, the commission and joins us on the telephone line uh, right now. Ms. Ofusuasoma, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. You're just uh, listening to the news right now that uh, JUSAC, they have temporarily called of the strike. Um, I, from what we're hearing, uh, this is just an interim measure uh, pending what they believe to be some negotiations go on if that fails they may return um when do you expect to you know get back to the negotiation table to deal with the substantive issues yeah actually um, you know when they appeared before the company were given two weeks to go and um, negotiate that was when the ministry of employment was unable to convene the meeting for the negotiation. They appeared before the commission last week, and the commission sought to give them another two weeks. That is what angered them, and they went on strike. However, it was the directive of the commission that the ministry convenes a meeting between the GSAC themselves and the other stakeholders and try to resolve it and report within two weeks. So what has happened is in line with the commission directive, and we are happy that it has happened that way, that they have called off the strike. And the law provides that when negotiations are still going on, a party cannot be wearing red bands, be on strike, or do anything that would be intimidating to the other party with whom it's negotiating. So the calling off of the strike, which they have described as suspension, I mean, it's in um, consonance with the law. But I guess that the real work the real work begins now. They've already warned you that this is just a suspension that if the parties fail to agree, you're returning. So I guess the real uh, work begins tomorrow. Um it is one of semantics or vocabulary that may be used to describe an intent. Depending on what the law knows that you're either on strike or you have called it off. The law further provides that during the period of negotiation, as is going on between them the ministry and other stakeholders within the tools they have given to themselves. The law does not permit a party to a negotiation, negotiation to be on strike, to wear red armband, or to threaten or intimidate any other party with whom they are negotiating. So certainly one cannot be on strike during negotiation. So what I have done is in conformity with the law and with the directive of the National Labor Commission. And all I can say is that we are happy this has happened that all of us are respecting the law and allowing the law to operate. I know you've said that the words they've used is semantics, but you know what Labour is capable of. I mean, the last few days, justice delivery in this country effectively ground to a halt here. Essentially, yeah, if they are in charge of justice delivery and they are on strike, they'll come to a halt. If doctors go on strike, medical services in the government hospitals or wherever they work, We'll go home. I guess my, my, my question is... If we in the Labour Commission decide to go on strike, delivery of cases at the Commission... We'll my, my, question so is, my, my question is considering, yes, you say it's nothing new, but the impact is pretty severe. What is the Labour Commission's commitment to ensure that you use this period to resolve the issues within the time frame that you've given yourselves? Yes, our commitment to resolving the issue is directing that the parties should engage like they have done today and that we gave them two weeks from last Wednesday. So they are within the time period giving them to engage and try to resolve the matter. Failure of which the commission will then be compelled to go into compulsory arbitration. You know, where there's a strike which lasts for more than seven days, the commission shall take over the decision and then refer to a compulsory arbitration. So we have given them the two weeks by the grace of God within three days. The negotiations have begun. The strike has been suspended, as is best described in the time being. And I, which is, I only hope that they are able to resolve. Uh, government does its part. JUSAG also does its part. 
and then at the end of the day, we are good to go. But if the negotiations break down and Jusak decide to be on strike or any of the parties decide to take an action, then the commission wouldn't have to exercise its powers. Respond to their concern that in the talks preceding the strike, they allege that the commission has been biased against them and that they, there's a certain breakdown in trust between themselves and yourselves. Well, um, these allegations have often been made by parties appearing before the commission, depending on against whom um, decision or a directive goes against, or where their expectations fall short of the commission's delivery. You know, it happens even in court. People win cases, they are happy. People lose cases, and then they blame the judges of having corrupt, collective bribes and so on. If it rains, the farmer is happy. The hunter is unhappy because he's unable to go on hunting because it's raining. It happens, I mean, so it's just one of those things. But the most important thing for now is that negotiations have begun, the strike has been called off, and then it is our prayer that we are able to arrive at a negotiated settlement, making all the parties happy. Uh, Mr. Samoa, uh, thank you very much. Officer Samoa, heads the uh, Labour Commission. I want to bring in uh, Bright Rukubobe. He's a Deputy Employment and Labour Relations Minister. Uh, Mr. Rukubobe, thanks for your time here on News Night. Have you met Jusak already uh, following today's, uh, you call it a suspension, uh, with a warning that he may resume if we don't resolve this? And what's the plan to deal with this matter in the, in the two weeks that they've given? Well, good evening, Ivan, and good evening to cherished listeners. Yes, uh, today we've been able to broker uh, somehow a temporary uh, measure to the whole issue. And we, we hope that the two weeks we've given ourselves will be able to work within and then uh, time will be restored on all fronts forever. And the, the demands, is it that you are committing to satisfy all the demands that they put before you? Well, for us in the Labour Ministry, uh, our job is a cut-out one. My minister, when he heard of the the, the, the strike action, immediately uh, commissioned that we sit together. And today he himself chaired the meeting. And our objective was to try to talk them to the extent that they rescind their decision on the strike because government is showing commitment to engage them. And I must uh, congratulate the leadership of USAC. Uh They saw a genuine commitment from government uh, because finance ministry that is advising the president had indicated that if even uh, they want them to start the negotiation tomorrow, they were ready to do so. Based on that, uh, we took their word, they took our word, and that's how come we have this MOU uh, in don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Time for the next two weeks. So we have relayed this message to the finance ministry, which is a technical wing that will be meeting with them. So the details of their meeting will be fastened out by the two when they start engaging tomorrow. So let's all be optimistic and uh, heal the fact that we've been able to uh, together work with them for them to go back to work and justice delivery will not be grounded. And so tomorrow, litigants will go, people want their contracts, will go to court. Everything will be done and life is going on. And this is what uh, we appreciate. And we are, we are, we are trying to congratulate all parties for having worked together in good faith to come this far. You talk about optimism, uh, Mr. Bobby. Stay with me. Uh, thankfully, uh, Samuel Afotil, too, who is the president of the uh, association, will join us uh, pretty soon. Uh, we can now speak to Abdullah Yakubu, is a JUSAC General Secretary. In fact, he uh, had been instrumental in the conversations today and joins us right now. Uh, Mr. Yakubu, you just heard the Deputy Minister say we should all be optimistic. Are you optimistic uh, going into these talks that your issues will be resolved in the next two weeks based on? The commitments that you've heard already from government that I guess convinced you to to suspend the strike. And thank you. Good to you. Good evening to Honorable Minister and our President, the President of Houston. Today, we, when we met at the ministry, they indicated to us the processes that the approval process has gone through. And upon looking at how far government side had advanced, I'm sure that today, even if we were not on strike, government would have been willing to engage us today for it to start. They indicated that finance ministry was available to engage us, even if we wanted to engage them tomorrow. And from the look of things, the commitment from the government side was uh, something good. However, we could not have also called off the strike like that. So we decided that let's have a compromise. We would rather suspend it for two weeks. Within that period, if what we have seen is the commitment government is willing to go by, within that, those two weeks, we should be able to finish the necessary consideration and approval process for payments to be done to staff in the month of June. When you say payment, uh, is it a complete salary review? Yes, it's a complete salary review. Uh, and uh, what's the percentage you're asking for? The proposal we submitted was 55% for two-year period. 55%? For two years. Only 55. <laughs> Mr. Bright Crew will be only 55%. You can you can accommodate that, can you? Well, uh, Evans, like, like I kept on saying this afternoon with them, uh, our job was to, you know, pray on them to allow negotiations to go on. The details of it is very technical. Uh, as I speak, I can't commit any party to any figure. But because it's negotiation, they have put out something. And I'm sure the government side in good faith will also look at figures, will look at uh, all other factors. So I am very optimistic that looking at the fact that there's an arm of government that in terms of rationality, I mean, you can't take that away from them. So I am very, very optimistic, like I keep on saying that, Within the two weeks, the two of them would come out victoriously for the entire nation. Uh, Ms. Abdullah Yakubu, you remember, and I'm pretty sure that you followed, that government is now under an IMF program. And in that program document that indeed we did on Top Story, government has committed that henceforth your salaries will be determined based on one of the elements is the capacity to pay. 55%. It comes down to the capacity to pay. And many will argue that in this current economic circumstance, 55% is just not within the 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 government's scope to pay. Okay, if I will disagree on two grounds. First, this review was supposed to take place in December for implementation in January. At the time, the IMF deal was not signed. So if a deal is signed in the month of May and you want it to take retrospective effect to disadvantage us, for no fault of ours, we don't think that should be fair. Besides, the IMF indicated that there should be a limit in terms of wage increases. They didn't say there should not be wage increases, so there should be a limit to that. And if you look at staff of the judicial service, our number is not that much. We are not up to 8,000 people, uh, workers. 
So it is something that government should be able to accumulate, especially when that is going to be for a two-year period. The public sector workers who are more than 300,000 have had 30% increase in debt for just one year. We should have been asking for 60% for the two years. I mean, you're going into a negotiation. It is a negotiation because it's an expectation that parties must come willing to give something, to make concessions. What are you willing to give to get a deal? You know 55% is what you said, but are you willing to give in something, to make some concessions around that? Now, if we look at the economic situation, we find ourselves. And if we are going to be sincere to ourselves and pay living wage, Instead of the current wage scheme that we are having, we should have been expecting something higher than that. Look at the inflation, how it has gone up to 50-something and came down to 40-something percent. And remind you, when inflation is coming down, it doesn't mean that prices are coming down. It simply means the rate of increase in price is dropping, but not prices coming down. So the situation we find ourselves in, the real values of our money, is not the best. So when we get to the table, we'll look at uh, what will happen there. But at the moment, we want to speak to the figure that we have proposed. Thank you, sir. Uh, that is Abdullah Yakubu, He's a JUSAC General Secretary. Earlier, you had the Deputy um, Employment Minister there, Bright Rokubobe. Well, let's talk about some other stories now, Evans. And tonight, minority in Parliament is demanding a totally new budget from the government, insisting content of the 2023 budget cannot be relied upon following agreement with the IMF. MP for Tamale South, Haruna Idrisu, tells Joy News that is the short step to economic recovery. President Akufuado last night admitted the program does not mean an immediate end to current difficulties. He however pointed out that it will help restore confidence in the economy and that government will be disciplined in its implementation. Access to the IMF facility will not spell the immediate end of the difficulties we are in presently. But the fact that we've been able to negotiate such a deal sends a positive message to our trading partners, creditors and investors. A positive message that will be underpinned by the discipline, hard work and enterprise with which we execute the program. It should lead to the restoration of confidence and the reopening of avenues that have been closed to us this past year and a half. It should also lead to the resumption of many of the infrastructural projects. So we all deserve to be reassured that the crisis was not used as a cover for corrupt practices. The COVID health recovery library that was introduced to help fill some of the expenditure holes might not be the most popular tax. But I entreat all of you to bear with us. Well, we can hear uh, from, from former minority leader Haruna Idris, who is of the view that drastic measures ought to be taken if government is really committed to reversing the downward turn of Ghana's economy. Ghanaians should not have any huge expectations of President Nanadu Dankwa and his promises on getting the economy on track. Probably himself doesn't even appreciate the magnitude of the problem he has created. He has done irreparable damage to the Ghanaian economy, to private enterprise, to industry, and it will linger on for the next four to five years. I heard the president earlier speak on other opportunities open to the country including the fact that we may be able to assess the international capital market. The president owes Ghanaians a certain truthfulness, and he must speak with candor. It is not possible. Under the program signed by them, 2024, 2025, 2026, Ghana will not, and I repeat, will not be able to assess Euro bond is zero 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 until 2027. The 600 million US dollars, which by end of year will be increased to 1.2 billion US dollars, is a drop in the ocean. The 2023 budget and financial policy of Nana Gudankwa is this morning between a storm and a rain. It's been rain off. The House of People will say, Budget 2023, Yamutu.
That's uh, the former minority leader, Haruna Idris. Well, uh, if you listened uh, to the president last night, um, the fellow Ghanaians update, uh, many um, people um, heard about the COVID-19, you know, the crisis is over, officially announced, over and all. Mm-hmm. So many were expecting uh, to hear the president say that that's the end of the payment of COVID-19 levy. But we heard him say that we ought to bear uh, with them on this so it doesn't look like we're going to stop paying it now. Well, the Noftong MP, Samolokujetua Blakwa, is not enthused about this particular announcement listen to him asking or wanting that the total wanting the total scrapping of the electronic and the COVID-19 levies altogether unconscionable and a total betrayal for President Akufuado to lift all the COVID restrictions and fail to take away the COVID-19 levy it's, it's absolutely incongruous it's a height of insensitivity look at the plight of Ghanaians and then also I expected that the address will take away the e-levy. The president should have announced that he will be discontinuing with the e-levy, especially as everybody knows that the promise they made to the Ghanaian people was that e-levy will help the government stay away from the IMF. Now you have implemented the e-levy and you have gone to the IMF. You cannot have it both ways. Leadership must be trustworthy the people should have confidence in your word in your assurances i mean the president cannot continue with this duplicity with this you know clear if you like disregard of the interests of the people and he cannot continue to take the ghanaian people for granted this is total deception how long will president akufuado keep just deceiving the Ghanaian people. I mean, you, as a leader, the people should trust your word. When you say that you're introducing a COVID-19 levy to help us go through COVID, Ghanaians, despite all the pain, the hardship, the anguish, for many countries across the world, there was no imposition of, of a levy. The North Tong MP, Samuel Lukujetua Blackwa. Well, my colleague uh, Kofieje Menta joins us in studio. Let's walk down memory lane uh, to when exactly uh, this um, COVID-19 levy, a health recovery levy, was mm. introduced and um, uh, issues that led to that. Uh, Kofi, uh, walk us through it. Where, where exactly was it introduced? Right, so MFA Parliament enacted the COVID-19 health recovery levy in 2021 to impose a special levy on the supply of goods and services and imports uh, to raise revenue to support COVID-19 expenditure and other related matters. The rate was 1%. Okay, let's talk about the revenue generation. What really have we been able to raking when it comes to that? So in 2021, when it was first introduced, uh, it was expected to rake in 889 million CDs. At the end of that year, provisional outturn was 776 million CDs. And in 2022, projected revenue was 1.1 billion CDs. This year, 2023, we are projecting to rake in 2.5 billion CDs. So if you do the math, right from inception till now, um, expected revenue has gone up by 188%. Okay. Well, thank you very much, uh, Kofi. But it doesn't look like we're going to stop paying it anytime soon, even though COVID-19 is no longer a national health crisis. Mm. You're still live, your news night is on Joy 99.7 FM. And let's do some mm. politics now, MFA, because as you know, uh, there is some controversy brewing ahead of Parliament's resumption the national democratic congress is tonight fighting the attorney general following his letter to the speaker of parliament asking him to declare the same not seat vacant to allow for a by-election in light of the recent supreme court judgment the court ordered parliament to uh, expunge james education's name from its records after i found that he failed to renounce his canadian citizenship at the time of filing his nomination forms to contest the polls Minority leader, uh, Dr. Kesalato Forsing, disclosed the letter from the AG during the vetting of Chief Justice nominee, J- Justice Gertrude Tokono. The letter from the Office of the Attorney General and the Minister of Justice. The letter was addressed to the Right Honorable Speaker, Parliament of Ghana, Accra, and I was in copy of the minority leader. The third paragraph in the second page reads, 
the effect of this judgment of the Supreme Court is that the election of Mr. James Jackie Kwesin as a member of parliament for Assen North constituency is unconstitutional, now void, and of no legal effect. The final order of the Supreme Court for parliament to expound the name of Mr. James Jackie Kwesin as a member of parliament for Assen North means, means that parliament is to completely remove any record relating to him as a member of parliament and implies that a vacancy has occurred in relation to that Senate of constituency. My question is, what are your views? I will not, not be able to give you my views on what the Attorney General has said. So, can I put it this way? The Attorney General, in his view, don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Has explained the meaning of your faith relief. Do you agree with the Attorney General's meaning to the faith relief as in your judgment? Or what is the meaning of the faith relief in your judgment? The faith relief says that finally, Parliament is ordered to expound the name of the first defendant, James Deche Kwesin as a member of parliament for Assembly. That is what it means. <laughs> Let's bring in the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, um, Musa Fagbande joins us on the line now. Mr. Fagbande, thanks for your time here on News Night. Um, as we speak, I know you've been in touch with your colleagues uh, in parliament and or your lawyers as well, as far as this is concerned. Do you have an update on whether or not you've received the document you've been requesting for? Thank you very much, Evans. As we speak today, we have no information about uh, having received copies of a written judgment. And that is our worry and our fear that the Supreme Court is embed or suspected to be embed with government to perpetrate privacy of justice and unfairness against the Honorable Member of Parliament for Assel not. Here it is that the Supreme Court gave an oral judgment as to whether that is wrong or right. It may not be illegal, but particularly in a case that attracts high political interest, for the Supreme Court to give a judgment, fail to deliver written judgment to parties to ensure that they can avert themselves to reasons of the Supreme Court and otherwise either to take redress or not. They've tied the hands of this person and the executive arm through the Attorney General is busy running you know, with the orders of that same judgment that none of us have copies to. Which is in itself is a bad exercise of the power given to the Supreme Court. It goes to reaffirm the public fear that the executive, as far as His Excellency Nanado Dankwa is concerned, is packing party people or people who are his allies in the Supreme Court to perpetrate things like this against the opposition. And that is why the people of Athens not yesterday, you know, undertook a vigil to, to demonstrate their displeasure about some of these things. So you're displeased. But uh, the fact that the document isn't available, I mean, the, in, as far as the courts are concerned, it, this, is, this is not new. It's, it's the, the courts 
have sometimes delivered judgments and then it takes a bit of time to get the, uh, the full judgment documented and handed to the to the lawyers. This is this is not new in, in as far as the jurisprudence of this country is concerned. Uh, the suggestion is because we know that, why is the party and the minority making this appear as if there is some conspiracy deliberately uh, to prevent the party or the individual in question, James Education, from actually filing a review if he wants to? As much as it may not be illegal and it may not be for the court to engage in such an activity, does not in itself validate the appropriateness of what they are doing. It is a bad exercise of the power given to the Supreme Court. And it, it further creates the fear of the public that um, to the largest extent, the highest court of the land is engaged in a wrongful exercise of the power that the, the, the Constitution of Ghana gave to them. What is not illegal is not always appropriate. And as far as this matter is concerned, the Supreme Court has acted in a bad way. Their decision to withhold or uh, hold on to a written judgment was knowing that the uh, defendant has 14 days to seek for review or other redresses. And at the same time, failing to give him copies that becomes the basis upon which he can seek redress, it's, it's just amounting to tiring his hands at his back. And so he can do nothing about it. Whereas you have allowed the executive to write to, to parliament seeking to enforce the same orders of the court. That is wrong. That is not appropriate. That is wrongful exercise of power. And I think the Supreme Court is not acting, you know, in good faith as far as this matter is concerned. I mean, you, you so say you said they've you said they've allowed the AG. I mean, they just simply delivered a judgment, and the AG is no, acting it, on it, that. Judgment. It is like if I'm holding my hand and asking one party to be hitting me whilst I cannot talk. You've tied the hands of the honourable member of parliament and given the attorney general the leverage to be to be hitting him legally, whereas he has no he's helpless, and that we should not speak about it. That is wrong. We live in, in, in an era of rule of law. But, but Mustafa, the, the man himself, James yes. Attuquation, issued a statement in which he says he, he's letting this go. He had no interest in, in filing it for a review because he's leaving well, it to the conscience of, uh, of, of the public. Even we have issued a statement and have indicated that um, much as we respect the decision of the court, we would want to have to appreciate the reasoning of the court so as to advise ourselves. As we speak, the defendant has 14 days within which he can seek for review. But he said that the he won't, he said he's not pursuing that review. It is not about him. The fact that the defendant is reluctant or is saying that he's letting it go is not enough for the Supreme Court to exercise its power in bad faith. No, but, 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 but Mustafa, what's, what's the point you're making? The point is if you deny him the written judgment, mm -hmm. he won't be in a position to file an appeal if indeed, I mean, to, 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 to go back to the Supreme Court for a no, review, for a review, for a review if, if, if he so chooses. Once the, once the man himself had stated that he's not interested in asking for a review, is, doesn't that make that point moot? Does that in itself warrant the Supreme Court to sleep on its mandate to exercise its powers in good faith? This is clear, clearly an act of travesty of justice that you are denying the man an opportunity to seek for redress while giving the attorney general a leverage to be running at the back of the same judgment. But if you take away, if, I, if you take away the potential for a review out of the equation, which the man himself has categorically stated, where's the travesty here? We, we cannot situate the context of fair delivery of justice at the back of whether or not um, uh, a party is interested in pursuing or not interested. The party, as far as NDC is concerned, has indicated in our readiness to review the reasoning of the court. What is preventing the court from giving us a written judgment all this while? The NDC is a party to this uh, because we presented him to parliament and government and the judiciary is doing everything possible to deny the people of Athen not a fair representation in parliament. And so if you have given a judgment, 
you should as well give us a written judgment and complete the process. Let me clarify. Did as you say that the party plans to file for a review? I'm saying that, Evans, nothing should stop the Supreme Court from giving a written judgment. What was the rush for? What if they were not ready to give a written judgment? Who was chasing them? Who was on the neck of the judges? What caused them to give a hurried uh, uh, oral judgment when they knew that the written judgments are not ready? Are they being political in this matter? Do they have an interest that does go to confirm the public fear that they are in bed with the executive and the government to, to perpetrate injustice? Mr. Bande, These and are the questions that we are asking. Very and that the, the justices of the court, the Supreme Court must know that they must exercise their powers in good faith, such that the public criticisms will not come at them. Much as they would want to hold individuals for contempt, they should not hold the public to contempt of the exercise of, of the law. Quick question on the related, quick, quick question on the related matter, uh, if you don't mind, very briefly. The, for the SNOF uh, primary that um, I understand that the party may be considering. First of all, confirm for me if you are planning a primary to elect a candidate and whether or not the party um, wants James Etuquation to run again once the by-election comes around. We have stated that on any occasion that the decision of the court and parliament goes ahead to declare that it vacant. The NDC will not hesitate to represent the honorable member to contest on the ticket. Whether or not we still stand by that decision, as we speak, uh, the Parliament of Ghana has not declared that seat vacant, but MPP is already running in that constituency as if a date has been fixed. Are they aware of something that we do not know? Does that suggest that they have some information you know, through these uh, uh, shadow judgments of the court and the fact that we don't have copies of the judgment, do they are they privy to some information that we so, are not? So, 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 James, so James, that you're saying is the party's preferred candidate for. He is the party's preferred candidate. He's a preferred candidate of the people of Athen North. Okay, thank you very much. That's the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. So listen to News Night is on Joy 99.7 FM. And I'm looking forward to MFA going to Nigeria because a very interesting soundbites uh, from today's <laughs> ceremony uh, to bring to usher in the new president of that, uh, our big brother, Nigeria, because uh, it's setting Mohammed Buhari. I mean, telling us the, the character of Nigerians that uh, he supervised as president himself. I'm looking forward to tomorrow to fly to my base and go back to my cows and sheep, which are much easier to control than fellow Nigerians. <laughs> Look, if you're a Nigerian yourself and you, you, you're resident in Ghana, you had that. I, I, I really am looking forward to hear from you on this 055-111-997. And George, your face here. George, what was the last time you went to Nigeria? Oh, that's a long time ago. I haven't been. I'm looking forward to going. <laughs> that's Lagos. Uh, the place going to Lagos changed, and Abuja. I have a few friends there. Yeah, uh, Ireland, Port uh, Harcourt. Yes. Lovely place. <laughs> lovely, lovely place. <laughs> and you listen to Mama Buhari <laughs> and then you wonder. Uh, what? Abuja is listening. Uh, <laughs> let me see uh, your Buga. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's, that song was... Uh, yeah. That song, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not far from that. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Like you guys to do. Charlie, but the contest he, in in the longest speech what did he was, mean by was that? that you know he's moving on to a more uh, I mean a but more peaceful no, no 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 I'm just saying that <laughs> if you listen to the longest speech mm -hmm. what he was saying that listen there's been quite a challenging time for him as a president he's moving to his residence or his hometown we'll get to, to hear it concentrate later, please, on please. this. Don't okay. give it all out. We'll hear it later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coming up in business, IMF clarifies uh, tax reviews captured in Ghana's economic program. A U.S. debt ceiling deal could result in support cuts for Ghana. And renowned economist Dr. Juabe is dead. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business, Alliance Life and Ghana Pay.
wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. On a range virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 You welcome back to business on news night. Now the IMF has indicated that the proposed tax measures captured in Ghana's economic program and unnecessarily targeted at introducing new levies. The IMF argues that the proposed reforms would also look at other administrative measures to help improve Ghana's revenue situation. Dr. Landro Medina is the represent, uh, resident representative of the IMF. The uh, program of the authorities as it was designed uh, it has a large and front-loaded fiscal mm. consolidation. Mm. This will be done through revenues, uh, revenue mobilization, and through uh, expenditure rationalization. On the uh, revenue front, this will be done through uh, not only tax measures, but also uh, administrative measures to basically oh. broaden the tax. And I, I wanted that clarification from you, because the, the perception from most people out there is that the fund program is going to put for tax increases, tax increases. There's also uh, another aspect of this, okay. which is when you compare Ghana internationally, 
the tax to GDP ratio is quite low. Mm -hmm. So we really need to think and, and, and hopefully in the context of the program we will uh, get there, is to, to, to get to a, a more a comparable uh, ratios in terms of uh, tax to GDP ratio. And that is the resident representative of the IMF, Dr. Landro Medina. Meanwhile, the country representative has also indicated that the IMF program that will be presented to Parliament is just a memorandum informing Parliament about the deal and it will not be seeking an approval from Parliament for their program. The Institute of Economic Affairs is asking government to create a strong and economic buffer to help cushion the economy amidst crisis. Director of Research at the Institute, Dr. John Kwachi, said this. This might be the only way that Ghana will help stop heading to the IMF for support and bail out in times of crisis. He was speaking at the news conference to state the Institute's position on the program. We must begin to build strong economic and financial buffers, including creating a sizable fiscal space, creating a cushion of reserves, creating a sinking fund to support debt payments, creating a contingency fund to cater for economic shocks and emergencies, and of course, building a robust financial sector. These are things that we ourselves, we should inculcate them in if we had built these buffers, we wouldn't have been hit so hard by this, um, you know, external shock. That's exactly what the IMF board is saying. Because our peers, some of our peers have experienced, you know, less, uh, I mean, painful, you know, crisis than we, than we have because they had stronger economic and financial buffers. Dr. John Kwachi is Director of Research at the Institute of Economic Affairs. The country is likely to witness some cutting support from the U.S. government within the next two years. Now, this was after President Joe Biden and Congressional Republican leader Kevin McCarthy reached a deal to raise the federal uh, government's limit of $31.4 trillion ceiling. There is more in this report. The deal was needed to prevent the U.S. government from defaulting on its debt and financial obligations from June 5. Reuters news agency in this report maintains that the deal that has been reached will keep the taps on some of government's spending. However, issues about military expenditure will be excluded. The report is quoting one of the Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who claims that following this debt ceiling deal, some countries, including Ghana, will no longer benefit from the U.S. taxpayer money in terms of support. Ghana is part of the over 50 countries that will experience this cut in financial support from the U.S. government. It is not clear for now the projects and initiatives that will be affected. Ghana does not directly benefit from loans from the U.S. government, but rather technical support and grants. But at a time when the country needs financial support badly to help turn around its economy, one is not sure how this will complicate things for Ghana. And that is the business tax report. Now, the Ghana Union of Trade Association is questioning government decision to implement the COVID-19 levy despite scrapping all restrictions. Now, this comes with the President Akufado pleaded with Ghanaians for more time to keep the tax. He maintained that this will help government to pay the loans secure to finance the COVID-19 related activities. But President of the Association, Joseph Obain, says the situation is not justified. If there's any organizations or people who have suffered the most of the effect of the pandemic, it is the business community. And that were even made pay taxes on this uh, COVID, uh, which uh, is very unfortunate. There's no uh, precedent anywhere in the world that while businesses are suffering under the effect of COVID, they were still made to pay uh, COVID tax anywhere in the world except Ghana. That's why we are expecting that um, the COVID tax is a one-purpose tax that were, was brought to um, um, cushion the effects of the COVID. Once we are over it, then of course we should remove it without any excuses. Uh, the taxes that we pay here is too much. The number of taxes that we pay in Ghana is overburdening the business community to the extent that we are uncompetitive in the sub-region. Ghana Union of Trade Association uh, President uh, Joseph Obain talking about no justification for still charging the COVID-19 levy. Now, renowned economist Dr. Joe Abbey is dead. Joy Business is learning that he passed just over the weekend after a little medical challenge. There is more in this report. 
Dr. Joe Abe, until S. Demise, was the executive director of the Center for Policy Analysis, a position that he later coordinated remotely in terms of activities of the center. The economic policy think tank basically focuses on economic research and analysis and publications on economic issues. Dr. Abe contributed immensely to a lot of economic issues and debates at the national level. He was a resource person for some of our major programs here at Joy Business over the past years, and even a guest on our PM Express show. Dr. Joe Abe also served once as government statistician and diplomat. He also did some work with the Ministry of Finance. Dr. Joe Abe was 82 years and would have been 83 in August 2023. Information here, Joy Business, our condolence to the family of uh, Dr. Joe Abe to the stock market. MTN lost two pesos at the end of trading on the Ghana stock exchange. It's now worth one Ghana city, eight pesos. And that is despite the announcement by the telecoms giant that they will be carrying out an offer to offer some shares to its shareholders. SIC also went down marginally and it's now worth uh, 24 uh, pesos. And that's all uh, for business on news night back to you and the fine events and thank you very much george and our condolences uh, to the family yeah. of dr joe abbey mm-hmm. let's do sports now hello Ms. bow hello evans <laughs> and uh, well let's talk about black stars defender Tariq lamte and he's been speaking to uh, exclusively to joy sports and uh, he says that he is optimistic in the potential of the current crop of black star players to and garner's long wait for a title the defender who featured for the team in the 2022 Walker believes with hard work and self-belief, the team is capable of winning the title. To be honest, it's, it's a thing where we always try our best. We work as hard as possible and we go on the pitch to win. Like, um, we wasn't able to do that in this occasion, but for sure in the future we're, we're working hard. We, we believe in ourselves and we have to keep keep going through, through the challenges because in football it's never, it's never straightforward or there's always ups and downs. And, you have to be able to ride it and you have to have faith in yourself and faith in the team and that's definitely something that we have so yeah so football is a very difficult game mm. it's hard that you're playing against players that are top world-class players at the highest level but we believe in ourselves. you have to and in football you don't go into any game thinking that you're going to lose we always have the feeling that you're going to win you always have the feeling that if you work hard and you prepare right then you get the right result so we don't really worry about what we have to, the external factors. If we concentrate and we do what is right for us, like I said, take each game as it comes, and we're, we're confident. We're confident. That's uh, Tariq Lamte. The Black Stars will be in action in the Afghan qualifiers against Madagascar next month, and uh, we understand that Chris Eaton will reveal his squad for that game this week. So we'll wait to see if Tariq Lamte himself will make it to the squad. He's been speaking to Gary Ausmith, and look forward to that full interview on the Journey Channel. Thank you very much. Now, the family of Assistant Inspector Philip Morte, an immigration officer who was tragically shot dead in Boku, Upper East Region, are raising concerns about his untimely death. Well, on Saturday, uh, friends and family gathered at the Good Church Evangelical Church in Lashibi over weekend um, to bid um, their final farewell. Um, and brother of the deceased, Sefas Morte, says the incident was carefully planned and an orchestrated act of murder. Now, what happened that Easter Monday was not an accident. It was not a robbery. What happened that day was a carefully designed, properly planned, well-orchestrated, thoughtfully calculated, and duly executed barbaric cruel and gruesome act of murder. And I, Cephas, find it extremely difficult to forgive. Not even with the intervention of Christ himself. And I will not miss my words because I stand on this podium to speak the truth. That is what it is meant to be, the church. I find it extremely difficult to forgive. I will not ask Philip to rest in peace. It is his choice if he wants to rest in peace. If he does not want to rest in peace, I leave it to him. A uh, pretty tragic story. And you were at the funeral, were you not? Yes, I was. Mm. Pretty sad situation. Indeed. Uh, let's see if we can cheer you up.
and, and many feeling burdened by this story and yeah. the passing of Joabe. Let's go to Nigeria because there's been a, a day of celebration mm-hmm. but some controversy as well. I mean, Mohammed Buhari today as he attended the official inauguration of the new president well, Tinubu, has been saying a few things that has got Nigeria talking. What is this comparison that he's making between his sheaves and cattle, cattle to Nigerians? The Nigerians? I'm looking forward to tomorrow to fly to my base and go back to my cows and sheep, which are much easier to control than fellow Nigerians. But I have to reduce their number because I cannot save enough to buy them feeds. Well, well, well. I, I wonder what he was talking about there, but uh, I guess he made his point. Nigerians understand him, do you? Nigerians will come after you. I'm you just see. asking them whether they and I, because I, I don't. I mean, so maybe you they disagree. Do. I, I don't know. I don't know. Someone who's led the country for how many years and is telling you something. You well, the assumption that he knows what he's talking about. Yes. The assumption that he knows, but but, but but you need to define what the characteristics of his sheep and cattle are. Maybe they are different. You know how sheep are? Like, you know, they, they conform. They, they, oh, they conform. <laughs> yes. Okay, but it's true. They follow. They, they follow, follow yeah, the leader. They have, uh, okay. When they say sit, they sit. They have they a sit. shepherd, you know. Yeah, they always follow the, the shepherd and everything. I mean, that's an interesting interpretation. But how about cattle? Sometimes they are rowdy. Sometimes. Um, but they also follow most the of the time. Heads, oh, yeah. They almost, like, anytime I you see cattle. Sometimes even small boys are shepherding exactly. them. And they allow them yeah. to do so. But I don't know if Nigerians Look, the same, make of that what you will. You can uh, continue the conversation. What do you think he was talking about there when he compared Nigerians to his sheep and cattle? Um, Share it on our many social media platforms. And uh, once we leave, um, you can tune in, stay here. And listen to that's my opinion with an answer call. And he's talking about supply of workers versus demand for workers part two. And that's it for Newsnight tonight. My name is Evans Mensah. I am MFR Paul. Have a good evening.